0: Hey guys and welcome to another podcast from Quality Shot Football I've got with myself, Ash and Josh as well. Uh, so two pretty miserable Chelsea fans, myself and Ash and, and Josh is a Man United fan who normally we wouldn't make fun of. But this week, <laughs> uh, because Man United are doing so well, you can see he's got a massive smile on his face. Uh, but first of all, Ash and Josh, how are you both doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks man. Very well, thanks man. Very well. Hope you are too. All
0: good, all as well, good. Good, good. Are, are you, Ash? Are you? Are you really? Well, I'll get to in, in a second. Inside, Ash. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a bit deeper inside. Well, I guess we can just start off with the news that's come out today, and Josh was the first one to break in, and I'm sure <laughs> with a very smug look on his face as well. I couldn't see it because it was a message, but uh, I'm sure he was very happy about it. Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel uh, has, yeah, been. well, I was going to say resigned, but he hasn't really resigned. I think he's been sacked, really. Uh, there's always the classic line of parted ways, but we all know what's really happened. Uh so I think he's uh obviously not been well not been in the favours of new owners. And it was I think probably tipped over the edge by uh, yesterday's Champions League result against a team who I think most people would have expected us to win against. And I, I know a lot of people in the UK probably didn't even, probably didn't even know who that team is. And I'm not trying to say it in a rude way, but that's just because if you're a hardcore fan, you know who they are, which Josh probably will but a lot of people wouldn't know. Uh, I mean, Dynamo Zagreb, I know because they're so prominent in the Champions League, but I mean, you don't expect us to lose to them. So a 1-0 loss, and then it just came off the back of that. And as is a lot of sackings nowadays, it's almost like a pretty harsh reaction to a terrible loss. Uh, and this seemed like something like that. Um, Ash, I'll get your thoughts first. Uh, first, I guess firstly, are you happy or sad about Tuchel leaving, being sacked? Um and yeah, and how sad were you about the Dynamo Zagreb loss, I guess, as well? <laughs> yeah,
2: and no, I'm, 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 I'm honestly gutted about Tuchel getting sacked because I felt like he really... After Lampard got got sacked, he had some, some big boots to fill in terms of someone who could build a strong relationship with the fans. And he did that almost instantly because he's just such a charismatic guy. And he... he the, the way that run on that run in the in the Champions League in his in his first season was just incredible. Um and it, yeah it just came as a real shock to me. Um especially I, I think that's the thing with it, this this event just shows how quickly things change in football. You know, on our last podcast, right, we were
1: um
2: we were sort of bantering Manu and stuff about their start to the season and now the, their situation, their fortunes have changed. Quite, quite drastically, and 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 we're, we. I remember saying I was feeling more optimistic about the season, and now suddenly it's like at a, at a real low. Um, so it's yeah, it's, it's really it was really shocking news to me. Um, and although I'm kind of somewhat excited about the potential of the new man who may come in, um, I really did like Tuchel. I mean, like I think he had a, 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 such a strong connection to the fans. There's, there's a really good video on social media of, of him his reaction to the banner that was at Stamford Bridge um, of him. And, you know, not many, you have to be a, a bit of a, you have to be special to get a banner at Stamford Bridge. um, And yeah, it was, I was just had a real sinking feeling in, in me for most of today. And yeah, the result, yes, it was absolutely awful. I, I only managed to watch the first half. And I was just in disbelief when, when Zagreb scored, to be honest, because the amount of space they were given us in that first, like 20 minutes, the amount of mistakes they were making, I was like, Geez, we could run all over these guys if we could finish. Um, we could have been 4-0 no up. Um, and then they they scored a great goal on the counter-attack. And then it yeah, there just seems to be a problem with us when we go behind um all that West Ham game. We just seem to capitulate. Um, so yeah, very disappointing. A long way to go in the Champions League. Um, but but yeah, it's just very strange times at the club.
0: Yeah, strange timing as well because Aubameyang has come in and he was talking, you know, in his (laughs) his presser when he joined. Oh, yes, I'm really looking forward to linking out with Thomas Tuchel again. And, you know, Tuchel obviously has a link with him after managing him at Dortmund in the past. And he's probably thinking, great, I've just come in and uh, first game uh, we lose and then the manager gets sacked. So uh, probably, probably not a happy buddy. Uh, but Josh, from, uh, I guess, a neutral point of view, or a more neutral point of view, I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on now. I mean, surprising. And I don't know. I mean, is it good for May United? Or is it actually, you know what, he was going to continue to fail potentially?
1: I don't know. It's a weird one. I think the last time I was on quality shot, I think I asked you both how you felt about Chelsea. Because last season, it felt like you just divvered a little bit. And I think look, we know there were some off, off the field issues with, with the ownership. Um, obviously his divorce but I do agree with Ash when I've gone to Stamford Bridge and you see it on the TV, social media Tuchel had a real connection with the fans there was everybody was united and it's weird for Chelsea because obviously I don't support the club but you guys have had managers or managers and managers it's hard to have that connection especially when as you said there he's, he filled in from Lampard but this year I just felt the transfer window was very weird from Chelsea I have to be honest in terms of the targets not finding someone centrally so I wasn't really surprised with the poor start and I thought he would probably get the sack due to results, not necessarily you know, the breakdown of communication that's come out and not not in September, not in the first week of September. So I'm I'm surprised in that sense. But then in, in theory, I feel like I thought maybe he's taking this squad um as far as he can, which sounds crazy. But if you look at the results, the 4-1 Brentford, there are signs from last year. And then when you come in and you get a new ownership and you get fully backed as well, you know, you get Fafani, you get a bum yang, and then you still don't see that change and I just deal with Chelsea offensively. I, I, he's not really. Only criticism I can say for Tuchel before this season would be, have Chelsea improved offensively? You know, Werner's left, Lukaku's gone. I never see what the style is with Tuchel. Very good defensively. He's played five at the back. Very pragmatic. Very solid. But he never really kicked on for me. Um, but the second I think it was going to come even now, December. I don't think Chelsea. I think Chelsea were going to struggle. I, I, I kind of circled Liverpool and Chelsea's. September 18th of a game, if whoever loses that it's in deep, deep trouble, you see tonight Liverpool losing 4-1, They're just something odd you know when you just look at two squads and two teams where you're like, there's something not right, the players are there and something's not right, so I think it's look, he'll get criticised, Boley and it's tough for Chelsea fans, but Graham Potter, potentially the person the, the manager that's coming in, that's a fantastic new start for the club, like really he's the best manager outside the top six he's English, there's a lot of pros there's obviously some cons but I feel like that that decision was going to be made. If Chelsea won four out four, beat Tottenham, for example, didn't lose to Southampton last week. We're not having this conversation, are we? But I think results have been bad. And to be honest, you don't want to be like Man United, where the results just nosedive and nosedive, and your season's done. You better get over and done with, which is a shame because you won you the Champions League, won you the Club World Cup. But with all due respect, if there's a club to second managers, won you everything, it'll be Chelsea. Um, and I think it speaks volumes about how good Tuchel's been for you guys because I actually say in there, like you're used to seconds, but it's hurt the fans. You know, he's only been there for 18 months. It's it's hurtful that he's gone. It's disappointing. Yeah, you're struggling. But I think if you both are honest with yourselves, there's been an issue at Chelsea for a while now, uh, last couple of months. Something's just not right. Um, so I think it's the right choice. Maybe not the right timing, um, but he should definitely deserve to have time to turn it around at least. I personally didn't think he would turn it around. But I think he should have been given times to December, but the club could have completely faltered. He had he didn't owe you guys anything to stay. Um, and he got his targets. So I think from that aspect it's disappointing, but it's business, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, what's your what's your view on Potter? Because you said obviously, you know, he is, in your opinion, the best manager outside the top six. I mean, what does he bring? What would he bring to Chelsea?
1: <laughs> I think the pros for him is that he's a, he's got a clear coaching style, he's hands-on. And I think in this modern day, we've seen with Pep and Klopp, you need to have managers who can coach, talk to players, understand his philosophy very quickly. Um, at Brighton he has a superb pressing game he's very competitive when it comes to the big games he tore United apart he's told many teams many big clubs apart um, but not only, in the, not only in the big games because I think that's easier to turn up for the top six but he gets results like Leicester on Sunday consistently rips West Ham apart a few weeks back a team like you know Chelsea struggled on the weekend just for example he's very very good at recruitment working with his team the only negatives I would say for Potter would be the fact that listen. Top six club is massive. Chelsea are the biggest one, of the biggest companies in the world, let alone the Premier League. It's a different kettle of fish. One thing I liked about Tuchel from the outside is he's, he's so charismatic. The way he used to talk in press conferences, he bleeds confidence. And Chelsea have a big player play, you know, player power issue for a number of years. And if that doesn't get sorted out, I'm worried about that. And like for example, his first game is Fulham, and then it's a Champions League tie. He's no experience at Champions League. Now I'm sure Chelsea will qualify and whatnot. But Tuchel under Chelsea would be very deadly in the, in, in the knockout rounds. So I think from that aspect, that's a negative. But he's got to learn somehow. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody starts some sometime. And I think with Bowley, he wants to build a long-term project. We've heard this before under Beveramich. I think Potter is the most the candidate. and brings fear amongst the rival fans, if I say, you know, the other top six. Because if he gets it right, we know he's going to get backed. Bowley's just spent how much money on Tuchel targets and sacked him. So he's going to get backed. If he really is the guy that everybody says he is, or at least has produced at Brighton, I think he'll be successful at Chelsea if he's given time. And even if he's not, I think what's quite interesting, because I think Carragher said today, it's like, why would you go there? Why would you go to Chelsea? But think about it. If you're him, you go into one of the best teams in the world, Um, you have that in your CV, where, you know, Sarri got sacked, Mourinho's been sacked. It doesn't stop you getting big jobs after. Tuchel might go to Madrid next. Tuchel might go somewhere. So for Potter, it's kind of, entering that new elite status um, as a manager. But I think it's exciting if you get it right. And look, you've got really good youngsters and, you know, James and even Kru obviously come from from Brighton. Mason, Mount and Gallagher, a lot of those players need coaching. Let's be honest, they need a bit more emphasis. And Potter's probably the right man, I think.
0: I think he is. Yeah, no, that's really well said. I, I agree. I think Carragher's comments on, you know, why would you go to Chelsea is a little bit... Well, I I think it's a little bit rich, to be fair, because why wouldn't you go to Chelsea uh, in the sense, as you said? Because, yes, okay, you might get sacked quickly, but if you've had that experience, as you said, and that step up um, to the highest level, then it does then open doors, right, to other clubs who say, okay, well, he's had experience in the Champions League. He's had experience managing top players. um, And, you know, okay, maybe he wasn't there for a huge amount of time, but maybe his style suits us. So, And as you said, sorry, and you know, all these other play, all these other coaches, sorry, even that have come in, uh, you have to start somewhere. So I don't see why he wouldn't come in. And also there's a lot of players that need, need coaching younger players as well, um, as you mentioned. So I think it would be an interesting, an interesting matchup. And I, I think it would be an interesting partnership in the sense that we haven't really had many English managers uh, since Abramovich took over. We've had Lampard, of course, but apart from that, I mean, we've really looked abroad to find the kind of the finest talent really, uh, you know, to, to bring over and then get the job done and kind of win titles and, you know, win cups straight away. And I wonder whether this is the move to say, well, he's looking at it more from a long-term perspective. Uh, I mean, it could go in the way of like a David Moyes esque, you know, appointment where it just doesn't work out. But uh, I mean, I look, I'm, I'm happy and I'm happy to find out if that makes sense. But We'll see, Ash. What's your thoughts on like, Graham Potter? I mean, are you a fan? Like, would you want Chelsea to go to, for someone else? Like I don't know, Pochettino's in the in talks as well, or well, in the same talks, but in the running as is in Zidane as well.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, on on the point of like, why wouldn't he go to Chelsea? I always think like that's probably if you're a manager, that's almost like a, a must take job because. Why not pit yourself, you know, against it's it's such a challenge for managers, right, to actually last at Chelsea. So if you're hungry, you know, you definitely look to the Chelsea job as something, you know, you almost want really to say, I want to be that guy, you know, who 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 lasted at Chelsea or who at least certainly, you know, won a lot of trophies there. Um, so I think it's definitely what what Potter's been working towards. I think it was at um, Osterson's and Swansea, then Brighton worked wonders with Brighton so it's, it's a sort of a natural step for him to 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 get one of those big jobs um and then and then i think what i really like about him is just like how he's developed so many players in the years that he's been Brighton manager uh, i look at the you know players like Bissouma Trossard Pascal Gross, um, Kukurea, um and many more and i'd say probably one of my criticisms to cause uh, a as josh mentioned is probably is attacking um Coaching of attacking, I don't think was 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 certainly up to the standard of like a Pep or a, a, a Klopp. Um, and then B, I think he we didn't see too many players kind of level up necessarily at Chelsea. Bar maybe Rudiger, James, and maybe Mount. Um, I don't think we've seen necessarily those players really um, have have sort of a rapid rise that some of these Brighton players have had. So. I'm excited to see how he'd work with people like Havertz, someone like Gallagher, who's had a kind of a shaky start this season after a really good season last season. Maybe Potter could sort of work the trick with him. Um, So he'd he'd definitely be my first choice. I've been just looking at Brighton this season thinking, wow, like what a manager, what a squad. Um, Just doing fantastically well. Um, So I'd be very much excited to have Potter on board. Pochettino is obviously a great manager. Um, there's no denying that, but um, and I was, I was. The name Zidane obviously brings a lot of excitement, um, and he has such, such a, a good record um, with Real. But yeah, Potter is definitely the one who stood out to me. So I'd yeah, be, I'd be happy if we did get him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think it's more of a longer term approach. I think Zidane would be an interesting one, but he doesn't really have an affinity with Chelsea, so I don't know how. I don't know quite how it would work. And, you know, at Rail he was <clears throat> obviously the, a coach there for the B-side, if I'm not mistaken, for quite a few years. So he knows the, he knew the infrastructure. He knew the players. He knew how the club was run, obviously played there as well. I, I, at Chelsea, I feel like you're getting thrown in at the deep end uh, in a, a club that you don't... Probably, probably well, maybe he does, but I'd imagine he doesn't have that know-how um, of how the club is run. And he probably wants things done a certain way. Uh, I'm not quite sure whether he'll get that exactly how he'd like at, um, at Chelsea. But in saying that, I mean, you know, Pep was at Barcelona and did a similar thing and obviously has come to City and done some good things. And Bayern as well. Yes, the Champions League is missing. But, you know, apart from the Champions League, which okay, is a big thing, he has done you know good things and big things at those clubs. So we'll, I guess we'll see who Chelsea end up with. And it's a... I'm just hoping that they move quickly. I'm hoping they move quickly and we don't have this kind of big gap now between managers. Let's get someone in, uh, get them, you know, acclimatized quickly uh, so we can then start focusing on the season because there's going to be this whole circus around who we're going to get. And it's just going to distract players and the club. And it's just, it's never, never good. Never good. Um, Let's talk about Man United then because Josh, I mean, Since you know, you've last been on it, has gone from you know, doom and gloom, and Ten Hag going to come in, but you don't know what's going to happen. There's gonna be a massive overhaul, and 15 players are gonna leave. And you know, it's some players have left, and mm. obviously, he's brought in some of his own as well. Uh, you know, Martinez and Anthony, and the whole Ronaldo saga as well. You know what's going on there. And uh, he's you know, was brave and benched him and said, Okay, this is my best team, and I'm gonna use him, but actually, you know what uh he's not fully fit was the uh, was the line he used and but he's still very vital look i mean whatever he's done I, I of course there's a story about ten Hag. you know after what was it the brighton game he told the players to do a, a 5k run and uh then you know the players are like oh, what the hell?" and then he said you know i'm gonna do it with you <laughs> and then i felt and there was that kind of like respect and I don't know whether that was the turning point, but obviously that's the story that people are going to run with, and it's a, it's a, it's a fun story, I guess, to to quote. But look, there's been a massive turnaround since that Brighton game to suddenly beating Liverpool, beating Arsenal. Like they've won their what, like last four games, I think it is in a row yeah. of the bounce. So I mean, there has been a massive shift, not just in mentality and momentum, but performance as well from these players and players who. You know, you know, fans are saying basically put them in the bin. Now they're suddenly playing extremely well. Um, I mean, Josh, I mean, you mm. you tell me as a fan, what's happened, what's gone on, and you know, you must be a happy man. But I mean, what's been the turnaround? How has it happened so quickly?
1: I think the first two games, Ten Hag was naive. I have to say, I was I was very surprised in his trusting of. McFred, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of the midfield pair, McTominay and Fred, which frustrates you not a United fans. You talk to many United fans in the summer. If we were offered just one position to improve, just one, defensive mid. And I think starting the season with uh, McFred, not only McFred, but also players like Maguire and Shaw, who've been too used to performing poorly and then playing the next game. Um, and I went to the game against Brighton, open day of the season, and the atmosphere was amazing, open day of the season, new manager, blah, 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 blah. And the moment that first goal went in, everything just dropped. And you could see it in the players. They were scarred from last year. And I think he took a risk, you know, going on that run after the Brentford game and enjoyed him. But, you know, Liverpool-Man United is always going to be a big game. You know, 77,000 people, you know, the rivalry. And will have their issues and we took advantage of that. So we built that. And I think the Southampton and Leicester results pleased me a lot because he just put things, made things simple. He changed the back four, you know, he took Maguire and Shaw out. He brought Malacia in, he brought Martinez in. And he just made it simple. We'll be more pragmatic. We're not going to play from the back. The hair can't play from the back. We're not going to, I'm not gonna try and impose myself on you. I'm gonna make things simple to my team. And I think everybody's bought, bought into that. People like Varan has wanted opportunities, Delo's wanted opportunities. Um, Sancho wants to make an impact. So I think what he's done, he's got rid of you know Maguire, Shaw, and Ronaldo, three players I think who equally have different issues at the club but feel the pressure every time they don't perform. And he's taken, you know, the hair not to play out the back as a big deal, all these little things. And then when you get results, you know, quickly, you know, the Premier League's every game, every week now, you have free, you have free games. But what was really pleasing for me was on Sunday where Arsenal played a really good game. They, you know, they went to Old Trafford, you know, dominated the ball, didn't have many clear-cut opportunities, but they looked like a team that had been together three to four years. And we coped with that. And I think what was really good is that when we conceded, we didn't fold. And last year we would have folded. Or even this season, we saw Brentford and Brighton We folded. We didn't. We, you know, we stuck to our guns, got the goal from Rashford and we kicked on. So I, was, I wasn't I was too happy with him, I'll be honest with you, in the first two games. Not to get sacked or anything, but I feel like if I can see and all of us can see where the issues were, why would you not want to address that? I didn't feel like a centre-back was needed or a winger or a right. We needed a centre-defensive mid. And... Credit him, look, is not my favourite player, but even in these games he's performing and is on the bench. So I just think he's just got that respect element from the players and everybody's buying into it. And I think once you do that, you can go, you know, I think. And also, fans are patient. You know, we'd be we'd, if we lost on Sunday, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's, it's being 4-0 down after, what, 35 minutes? It's Brentford. That's a worry because <laughs> that shouldn't be happening in any case. You know, you can get beat 2-0, but when you're 4-0 down to Brentford, you're thinking... What's going on here? And at the same time, you know, with the ownership, you know, they have backed him this year. They have given him some money. Anthony's come in, and I don't think if those results came, we would have got Casimir and Anthony. So he's been backed. You know, he has to he has to produce this year. Um, you know, that's a lot of money that's been spent. I think only Chelsea have spent more money, uh, this summer. So we, we we have to we have to see results. But I'm very happy just because I think he settled the ship. There's an e There's a settled eleven. Uh, he's dealt with big issues really well. Maguire, Ronaldo, even the hair to a certain degree. And i am just—I'm I'm looking forward to games again. You know, I'm looking forward to games again, which is a surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think my dad will say the same thing. He's a massive Man United fan for many years, and he used to just say, "Oh, you know, I'm, oh, I hate watching Man United now." And you know, oh, the glory days of Fergie, and you know, it was just, it was, "Oh, I remember back in the day when we had—not even back in the day, but it's like recently, you know, when we had Tevez and Berbatov and Rooney and." You know, you know, all the, Ronaldo and he's like, oh, you know, what a great team. And now we've got, you know, he's like, oh, we've got Martial and Rashford <laughs> and he's like trying to compare them. He's like, these guys. And yeah, McFred as well. Right. So <laughs> look, it's been a massive turnaround, no doubt. And I think a player like Ericsson is, is quite handy to have in there. He obviously opens up passing channels, but it's not just been that. I think Martinez he's brought in and he's trusted him and said, look, you're my guy. And he's led from the front and he's really hit the ground running, which has been great. Molassi has been good at left back. And obviously, he's replaced Shaw. And Shaw, I think, as you said, is talented, but has maybe taken for granted the fact that he's just going to get picked because he's always been seen as that guy who is, uh, you know, got a lot of potential. And he was young. I mean, he's not that young anymore, uh, but someone who's going to be in England International and he's going to play a lot of matches for Man United and, you know, at, at the top level. And I get he's been injured. He's had some bad luck, but. You know, also there's fitness issues around him and and kind of commitment uh, as well. I think at times and so Malacia is in there for like really, really good competition. Um, Tomlin is an interesting one because I wonder whether Casemiro eventually Casemiro will start. Will you know? Will will start? It's just a question of how will he adapt. And I guess it's a question for another podcast uh, when um, we do see what he's like in the Premier League. But I'm interested to see whether that works out or not. Uh, But good to see Sandra and Rashford back in some good form as well. And, uh, yeah, brave decision because Ronaldo hasn't played, hasn't started anyway, a game since that Brighton loss um, in the Premier League. Uh, he's been brought on for, like, you know, like decent chunks, but uh, he's basically said, blood my team's winning, so I'm going to change it. So uh, that's intriguing as well, and I wonder uh, what's going to go on with that. That's going to be an ongoing thing, I would imagine. But at least Ronaldo can't complain that May United aren't losing and being competitive, I guess, is, is, the, yeah. is the underlying thing, right?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think the Ronaldo... Look, at the end of the day he's he's, of, he's thirty-seven and he he, he he wants to play a fluid line. I think Marshall's the best he's looked for years, just can't stay fit. And if you're winning, you could come on for twenty minutes. Or you can start Europa League. If you know if United are, let's say for example, again and myself, but are in the top two, you know, next month. And then you start to buy into the idea we're going to be back in the Champions League. You know what he's like? He's like, I'm going to play forever. So he, he doesn't throw his toys out the pram. There's a big Portuguese contingent in the club now. Brazilians are there as well. So everybody speaks Portuguese. You know, Portuguese And that, that all helps. And I think at the start, he, he wants to leave. He's very heavily linked to Chelsea. Boley wanted him. That's a fact. He blocked block that move. He knows that move might be moved back in January. I'm not sure. But I think Ronaldo is, and this is credit to Hard. But before I would, he told me three weeks ago, I'd be like, "Oh, just set him, terminate the contract." And now I'm like, "Listen, he could be an option." He's, we're doing okay. That's what's all about results, you know. I think, yeah, we're not playing the most attractive football, but we're, you know, we're the most informed team in the Premier League. And if we beat Palace, that's five wins, and we know how hard it's difficult for everybody, you know.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I guess we can uh, we can maybe wrap up with some of the Champions League results and. Yeah, I mean Liverpool losing four-one today, and we can talk about Liverpool. I think because Arsenal have been had a really good run at the start of the season. I know they lost to, to you guys recently, but I think they'll be okay. They'll challenge for top four. Um, I think obviously that's maybe throwing a little bit of water onto the flame that was starting to rise about are oh, we invincibles and you know they can win the title. And I was a bit like, okay, you guys need to relax. Like <laughs> just because you had a good start to the season it doesn't mean to it doesn't mean that you're going to win the league. So. I think that's kind of dimmed down a little bit, and who knows? Like they could still be competitive. I just don't see them winning it, but like, who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they will completely prove me wrong. But I mean, Liverpool, you know, was seen as being one of the top two sides to compete, and they've had a pretty adverse start to the season, losing to Man United as well. Man United seem to be killing off everyone's form um, as of late, and then Napoli have just like stuffed them for one. They are not in a particularly good place this year, and I'm just wondering what's going to happen, because everyone says you know, after, what is it, seven years of Klopp being in charge, he then kind of, that's it, the team starts playing terribly, not terribly, but as then they kind of go off a cliff a little bit, uh, and then he ends up leaving, so he signed, I think, an extension last year, I think it was, uh, so he's looking to stay longer term, but uh, I'm, they're going to stick with him, they're going to really put faith in him, I know, because he's done a lot at the club, and he's really Transform them, but they're not. Well, they're sitting at seventh at the moment. You know, I mean, Arsenal are already six points ahead of them. Man City are five points ahead. I mean, there's already a gap starting to to open up, and it's only been six games. So, I mean, Ash, I ask you first. I mean, do Liverpool need to be worried, Liverpool fans, or is it a question of you know they're going to adapt with Nunes, and you know they'll they'll adapt, and they'll it'll finally come good at some point in the season. And they will compete for some type of silverware.
2: I think live Liverpool are just in a very strange situation, and I'm from the outside struggling to kind of put my finger on what's going wrong, um, and because there, there haven't necessarily been major changes in the transfer window. Obviously, the main one was Mane leaving and Nunes coming in. I didn't necessarily think that would have a seismic effect on 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 Liverpool, but it seems like that that may have been. Uh, a, a a big, a big mistake, Money um, going. But I am struggling to actually, yeah, pinpoint what is going wrong. Um, whereas like with Chelsea, for example, I think you only really need to watch Chelsea, right? They're not, they, they're lacking that, that striker who puts the ball in the back of the net, lacking a bit of robustness in midfield. Um, and, but, I, but when I watch Liverpool, you know, they still dominate games, but they've lost, I think, that same kind of intensity that they had when, you know, that that sort of front free of, of Mane, Salah, and Firmino were firing for several years. And perhaps it's just that that's the thing, time has passed, you know, a lot of them aging, and they just don't have that same kind of kind of zip about them that they had for several years, maybe it's just a case that time, that's the passage of time, and you know, eras come and go. Uh, and maybe we're seeing sort of coming towards the end of the club era i don't know i mean i still look at their squad and see so much quality all over the pitch and, and that makes me think they'll come good they'll get back on track and you know whether or not they have a have, have, have a successful season i mean last season they, they obviously missed out on the prem um got both domestic cups. um whether or not they'll have as good a season i'm uh, it's not looking necessarily that way but yeah, I, I still I find it hard to doubt Liverpool, um, just because of that quality they have all over the pitch, and obviously such a top manager. But yeah, overall, my my overall kind of take takeaway is just some, a bit confused.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes two of us. Josh, what, what's your thoughts? Oh,
1: it's, it's an interesting one, I have to say. It, it is a, it is a bit it is a bit of a conundrum, but I'm, I'm leading towards. Obviously, with my main eye on, but I will remove it. And I think they're in trouble, and I think they're in trouble because just like Chelsea, their engine room is 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 in need of dire help. um Thiago's injury prone, so he'll come back and get injured again. Milner and Henderson are a couple of years older. They panicked, but bought last week with getting Arter. They need creativity centrally, and I think I don't know how, but somehow maybe it's the arrogance sometimes of of ugh, maybe the media of Liverpool. or even within the club, but to let go of Mane and believe Nunez was going to be enough was, is baffling for me because someone like Luis Diaz, he looks good, but you look at his numbers. I know he scored tonight. Look at his numbers, look at his goals and assists compared to Mane's. I know the two can be different players in terms of quality, but you can't kind of replace that. You kind of have to be different and get Nunez. But you need more. And I think to be fair to Klopp, I think Klopp reminds me of. And this is going to be scary to say. I'm actually not going to say it, but I'm going to say Fergie for a second. But FFG, I, I like Glazers in the sense they don't put, actually put money into the club that much. You know, Chelsea have been quite fortunate. It's a good example. I'm at City where you go on 200 250 million spree in the, in the window. Liverpool bought Nunez and that's it. You know, they bought Carvalho and Diaz, but they, they, they need an overhaul. And we talk about the seven years of Klopp under Dortmund and Liverpool. I think a lot of the players are are end of their tenure, end of an era. You look at Van Dijk, he looks lazy tonight. You look at Joe Gomez, isn't it good? Trent's never been able to defend, but players like Robertson, Henderson, Salah, who've been you know the the top top players of Liverpool, all out of form. I mean, you've got a squad of like other than Luis Diaz not performing, you're in trouble. Um, and I think where does that come from? And I was looking at the Chelsea game. I'll be honest with you, I was looking at Chelsea game thinking under two call, cool. Liverpool can go there and make a statement, and then Chelsea in trouble. But it wouldn't it surprise me, Chelsea now under Potter, whoever goes there in Liverpool, we're still scratching our heads because the reasons to play against, they've got a high line, you sit deep, and you just break. It isn't quite difficult. So it's scary to even think they were two games away from a quadruple. And now I don't even, I think they're in a, in a real battle for top four, real battle for top four. I really, really do because it's the season I know of. We have six, top six clubs have six Premier League games in October, three um, European game. That's nine games. And already we we're talking about injury problems. I remember when they, we beat them, it was a talk about how many players are out. It's not going to get any easier <laughs> with the World Cup break. It isn't going to any easier. You look at Arsenal, United, more and more say Arsenal and Tottenham were forgetting as well. Tottenham and City, those three look good. Forget United for one side, but those three look good. So even if you put United and Chelsea to one side, Chelsea's done the right thing, I think, with, 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 with pulling the trigger on Tuchel because at the end of the day, your season's get, getting going. And, Liverpool's not look really good at all this time last week. Wasn't, wasn't it they're having a late winner? 97 minutes, I forget Newcastle. Um, and the only team they've beaten outside that, let's be honest, have been the poorest team in the Premier League in Bournemouth. And they, you know, they showed that with a 9 0. I'd be very worried to be for Liverpool because right now, if, if it was going to change, I know it's only six, seven games, it would have, in my opinion. It would you would have seen something. Um, let's see Wolves and Chelsea. Let's see. Jury stood out for me, but. Yeah, he, he looks frustrated, doesn't he? Klopp at times, you, you know, he's always moaning. It wasn't the Fulham the dry pitch opening day of the season, and then it was Palace. It was like Nunez, and you know, I'm I'm not sure for Nunez. I, I do believe only Liverpool can buy a player for that amount of money, and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be a sure thing. No way, you, you, you've lost someone who's been guaranteed while well in the Premier League in Mane. So I don't know. When they were bad under lockdown, I always believe they'll get top four, and they did in the end. Even when they lost their six home games this year, I just feel like there's a lot of variables within their own squad in the midfield. I think other clubs are, are going to be better around them. And um, yeah, losing Mane, I can't believe they lost They lost him. I have to be honest with you. I just think that that, that 11 of Fabinho, even Fabinho looks quite leggy. I don't know. I, I, I agree with that like Maybe they're going to come good, but I just can't see where. And maybe that's me foolish. I, I, maybe I'm being foolish and maybe it's my United hat on. But at the moment, I just don't see where. And to be honest, they've they've, got, they've given us evidence over the last few years they'll kick on, but that's the intensity, they lack that intensity. There's no heavy metal football, you know. i, I agree with Ash. When you watch Chelsea, you can see where the problems are up front. With Liverpool, I'm just thinking, well, these guys are gonna blow you away. It doesn't matter if they've got Milner Henderson, he's still got Salah, he's still got you know Carvalho's come in, he's still got Van Dyke, he's still got he's still got Robinson, these are best players in their positions in world football. And they're getting done and they shouldn't really be you know beating Newcastle. Fulham could have beaten them. As every game this year they should have could have lost and have lost other than Bournemouth. And that's that's a worry. Um and the Wolves Chelsea be very telling. That Chelsea game, I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be telling for the season, I tell you.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's gonna be interesting. I think yeah, the heavy metal football is a good question. Is what's a good point that yeah, we haven't really seen that. I think it's because they are sh- struggling to get to grips with. They're going to have to play a slightly different style with Nunez. They never had a focal point. Firmino, uh, you know, Firmino was very fluid with Salah Mane. They would switch positions. Nunez isn't going to do that. He's not going to shift to the left wing or right wing. He's going to be your number nine. He's a Lewandowski, right, type player. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, they don't have that kind of fluidity in the front line. So I think... Diaz, as you said, has been pretty good and he will continue to be good on the left hand side. I think Salah has to adapt because he was used to, I think, he ended up playing number nine for a lot of the season last year because, you know, Firmino and Mane would would kind of shift and he would then play up up top. Um, You know, he isn't particularly renowned for tracking back, uh, picking up his men. And then obviously on that side, you've got Trent and they've been found out a lot of times down that right hand side. So I'm wondering whether that is a. Uh, you know, going to be an issue uh, for the rest of the season, but we shall see. We shall see. Uh, but thanks guys. Appreciate you guys being on as always. Um, we'll keep it relatively short this week and we'll be back next week for another episode as well. Uh, and I'm sure with a lot more things to discuss, uh, but yeah, appreciate it. guys. If you haven't done so already, remember to hit the like button and subscribe if you are new. And uh, also please do check us out on podcast platforms as well. and leave a rating or review. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Ash and Josh, appreciate it. See you guys very soon as well, and uh, we'll see you for the next podcast. Yeah, take thanks care, guys. guys.
2: Take care. Take care.